Welcome to the 2SER Book Club, where every week we open up a new book and help you discover something to read, no matter what your taste. Here's Andrew and Tess. Morning, Andrew. Hey, Tess. How are you? I'm going great. How are you? Yeah, good. Long time. Well, you know, medium shot. We've been so interrupted recently. Uh, which means, which means, I have been reading so much. I uh, got so much to tell you. Um, <laughs> not that I've read so much to tell you, although classic, classic eighties uh, book. I'm gonna say uh, today I have actually brought some YA in. Oh, cool. Yeah, got a got a debut YA novel. Um, I don't know, not really in the in the vein of so much to tell you. Uh, and I think I might br- be bringing some some lots of YA in over the rest of the year because there's just so much quality and, uh, in Australia at the moment. Been talking about that as well about the fact that there is so much good YA out there. I know you were tossing up like, oh, I should bring and, more in. So. And well, I did bring I did bring a little bit in for Julia. If people cast their minds back when Julia was just filling for you, and it's up, it's up on our podcast because there we of are. course the book club is is a podcast and it's there on all the usual. podcasts podcast places for people to discover. Uh, but today, without further ado, uh, today's book is Helena Fox's How It Feels to Float. Oh, cool. Yeah, and Helena, she's a writer and a, she's a creative writing teacher and mentor for young people. Uh, and in How It Feels to Float, Helena welcomes us into the life of Elizabeth Martin Gray, or just Biz, because no one she loves would call her by her full name. Of course not, no. obviously. No, you don't. When you're, when you're a kid, yeah. you know, when, when, you're, when a- you're a teenager, when you're a young adult... When you're an adult, let's face it. Yeah, when you're a, when you're a YA protagonist, mm. no one calls you by your first name. So Biz lives near the beach in Wollongong with her mum and her twin brother and her sister. She's got her posse at school. She's got her best friend, Grace. She's also got her dad and they talk often. Uh, the only thing is, Biz's dad died when she was seven, so she can't exactly tell anyone about these conversations. Biz leads a pretty typical looking high school life is the thing I would say if I was a completely oblivious adult who doesn't appreciate the politics and cliques of adolescence negotiated in a world that seems to be being destroyed out from under them. Uh, in actual fact, Biz's world is full of the daily struggles of those who are simultaneously trying to assert their identity as individuals, but also kind of find their tribe. Um, so boys... Men, uh, they're part of the problem, but they're part of the life, and they're also part of the problem in this world, but also for Biz. Um, Biz becomes the victim of some pretty horrible gaslighting behaviour after her group of friends uh, attend a party on the beach one night. Biz says no to a boy and is then subjected to lies and shaming about the way she acted. The public ostracism mounts, and when Biz is separated from her best friend and her only ally, she suffers in both her physical and her mental health. So about now, I'm going to pause in my recounting of the plot and acknowledge that I'm neither adequately covering the events of how it feels to float, nor am I doing justice to the insightful and ethereal ways that Fox moves between Biz's perceptions and ways of coping with this heaping social abuse. Spoilers don't really feel like the right word for a book like How It Feels to Float. There are definitely plot points uh, that would reveal the narrative that I'm not, not going to give you. But this is a book that takes us within Biz's world to show us the impacts on her developing consciousness. I found this process to be like really fraught, very difficult, but also at times wonderful, uh, because Fox gave me these new ways to look at the world. Biz talks to her dad. Her dad's been dead for like 10 years, but is still such an important figure in her life. 
telling her stories about her childhood and explaining things like the way love worked for him and Biz's mother. There are many ways to read this aspect of the novel, as there are ways to understand all of Biz's experiences. But in the pure moment of them, I saw this young consciousness uh, struggling to understand a world that kind of seems to have no map. And whether their memories or their illusions, Biz was telling herself a story that would sustain her into a future. I love this about the novel. Too often, we kind of think of memories as like a highlight reel that just plays on command, or sometimes does and it gets glitched. Uh, but that's, that's it's essentially what a representation of the past. How it feels to float explores the ways our memories and our experiences are a part and the process of just being okay in the world. So expect tears, uh, definitely some rage at the way events turn out for biz. But know also that when a book can make you feel like this, it's doing the work that needs to be done. I mean, that that was obviously my personal experience. Another one of those books that's made me kind of, you know, blink and look away, stare at my lap for like five minutes in a cafe because, you know, crying in public. You don't, <laughs> you don't want the barista to think it was their coffee. <laughs> um, but it was, it was just wonderful. And I think it's the sort of thing that will affect many people. Um, I might also say, look, it's a, it's a great example of why people should be reading YA. And at this point, it's probably also good to note, it, it takes us through these wonderful and terrible moments in Biz's life. It does explore and discuss mental health and mental health issues, which I've, I've sort of touched on in our conversation. So if this is something for, for listeners that they're having difficulty with, having trouble with, they need to know that help is available. Uh, Lifeline is on 131114. Uh, and you can also get help from Headspace on one eight hundred six five zero eight nine zero. 650 And there are just so many great resources online that people can Google if they're struggling with any of this. There's some uh, amazing people out there always ready to help. Mm. Uh, do we know what we're chatting about next week? Oh, look, I have I have so many options. Um I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to toss up between I've been it's not really a, a, a narrative I usually bring you novels but I've been absolutely loving Ginger Gorman's Troll Hunting which is just so incredibly important uh, but I think it'll probably be Tara June Winch's The Yield which is this incredible uh, Tara June Winch is this incredible Wiradjuri author and this book is just phenomenal like expect it on awards lists next year but don't wait just read it now <laughs> can't wait and come back next week and hear about it obviously obviously <laughs> Obs. thanks so much Andrew thanks Tess. You've been listening to the 2SER Book Club. We record on Gadigal land of the Eora Nation at 2SER's Broadway Studios in Sydney, Australia. The show is produced and presented by Tess Connery and Andrew Popel. And a big shout out to Michaela Savage for graphic design and artwork. If you're enjoying the book club, why not subscribe and get new episodes delivered straight to your phone every week? If you want more books, you can tune in to Final Draft or subscribe to Final Draft Great Conversations Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. To keep up with everything happening at the station and discover more stories, ideas and music, follow us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Just look for at 2SER.